You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football, football mashup podcast. I'm your co-host, Asa Smith, with you as always to discuss all of the games that derive from 11 people on a field trying to get a ball in a designated area. Uh, we have a great show for you tonight. Uh, we are recorded this immediately following America's win over Jamaica in the Gold Cup. Um, so we have a uh, rapid reaction from the, the boys, Greg, our co-host, Ben from halfspaces.com. Uh, you, you can find on Twitter at BL Herald. Uh, you can find our co-host Greg on Twitter at Mr. Mojo rising 89 and Kevin, who, uh, despite telling us he was on Twitter is in fact not on Twitter. Uh, and then Greg and Asa a couple days ago discussed the, Various types of funny uh, local advertisements that we missed out on due to uh, name, image, and likeness roles only becoming relevant recently. Uh, this week's episode is brought to you by the Anchor app as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group for all of your HR, employment law, and student athlete NIL needs. Check out the Smith Workforce Management Group at smithworkforce.com. So let's get right into it with the soccer folks. How's it going, Coach? Why do they pl- Why do they play these games so damn late? Because West Coast, Best Coast. Yeah. Uh, well, wins win. That's good. Yeah. It was, it was frustrating for <laughs> eighty two minutes, but wins win. Wins a win. Hey Ben. Hey, how we doing, gentlemen? Uh, we're doing about one to nothing. Man, you didn't even give. I have not had time to process anything. This is too fast. Too furious? <laughs> uh, no, no, Asa. No. <laughs> Tyrese in a Mitsubishi Eclipse? Uh, a purple Mitsubishi Eclipse, I believe. The, the cars in Too Fast, Too Furious are great. 
it's like the height of uh, like high school kids being into modified dumb shit. Yeah. I am I am old enough that I now fast forward through car chases in movies, which would pretty much require me fast forwarding through that entire movie. I think. Or or fast furious thing. <laughs> yes. I didn't know there was an age limit you hit where <laughs> car chases no longer become cool. I don't know, dude. Like when there's like an extended fight scene or like a car chase, I'm like, really? Can I just skip this five minutes of the movie now? Well, it depends on my thing is always depends on how fast the cuts are. If you're doing millions of tiny little cuts, that just means you're a shitty director. So I'm gonna I don't need to watch this. Uh, like Mike, Michael Bay, don't out don't add us. No, Michael Bay, come on, bring it on. <laughs> I was just thinking of Fast and the Furious when they'll either they'll like downshift or, or upshift like twelve times in a given cut. Just keep going faster and faster and faster. Yeah, you don't know so that's they, how cars work. You don't learn to drive stick. Then eventually they push the button and go even faster. Well that that's what that's what Fast and Furious really is about. It's like, yes, you can drive, but what if you press a button? <laughs> uh this is of course the earliest Fast and Furious movies by the late Fast and Furious movies, it has really nothing to do with driving. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, that uh those first Fast and the Furious movies were, were kind of defining for my early teens our r thank you <laughs> i mean that is as, as influential as ludicrous has been in pop culture uh musically um i mean really him him running you know high stakes jet ski races down in florida <laughs> that, that's i think is important of a of a contribution as he's made to american society that yeah uh, no ludicrous at this point is more famous for being in the fast and furious movie, movies and because he apparently has a cooking show now. Wait, he has a cooking show? Yeah. I, I feel like we're not giving enough respect to move, bitch, get out the way. Oh, don't, no. I, I, I'm being, I'm being kind of playful with this. I fucking bump Ludacris back in the day. Excuse my language. I don't know if I'm have, allowed to say that. Have you heard pod. him rap? Have you heard him rap Llama Llama Red Pajama, though? I have not. Is that a thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Apparently he raps to his children when they go to bed. So, that's, like, that's children's nice. books turn into raps. That's very wholesome. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's uh, like uh, Snoop Dogg going from the early 90s, like, gangster rap to now he hosts an Olympic watch show with Kevin Hart. Uh, doesn't he have a cooking show with a felon? Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> hey, was there a soccer game on tonight? Uh, yeah. Probably. Uh, <laughs> are, are, we, is, are we intentionally avoiding discussing what we just watched? Yeah, DC United played tonight. They beat the Red Bulls. Hey, go team. Uh, no, I, th- I think what we're doing is we're allowing Ben to process what just happened. Uh, oh, thank you. Now all I can think about is ludicrous. Uh, I mean, that's fair. It's a better thing to think about. Because it was a ludicrous win. Uh-huh. And we're back. And we're back. Okay. Um, so let's let's just like sort of high level. Um, Matthew Hoppy is the man. And and I, I will not hear any slander of that man's good name from here yeah. on in. He really showed off his on that goal, didn't he? Good, good stuff there. Well, no, yeah, Stu, Hol- Hol- Stu Holden kept dropping those puns, and I don't know who told him that was a good idea. I mean, I, I, if I were Stu Holden, I'd probably still be holding on to him. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I feel like you either get away with it once, or you just do it over and over and over and over and just beat it into the ground. And he was kind of in between those two. Yeah, like you got to commit. Like if if you're gonna do it, you like you really got to commit. But I, I I do need to say something about the fact that. Matthew Hoppy started in the Gold Cup, 
uh, in a knockout game and was like dropping like no look passes and 17 dribbles and keepy uppies through the midfield. And it was awesome. Like this kid has no chill and I love it. Right. Well, coming into the, coming into the tournament, it was kind of looking at the roster and like, where is the offense going to come from? And the answer is basically nowhere. And maybe Matthew happy. Yeah. Um, so, so that was awesome. And obviously like he got the goal, but, but I want it, I want it said for the record that I was, I was talking all of the, the positive shit about Matthew Hoppy all game in the group chat. Um, yeah, he did look those, good. He, I, I think what it is, is it's like this team lacks a certain swagger that the, the senior team has. And obviously that makes sense. But like they need a Gio Reyna to just be an asshole all the time. And I think Matthew Hoppy can do that. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> no one that can pick the ball up at really anywhere on the field. There was one distinct moment in this game where Kellen Acosta made someone miss and without spraying the ball wide or optimistically up the field was able to actually uh, remove a defender without without playing a pass there, there's really no one that can go one-on-one that effectively and and then if, unfortunately after he made this guy miss and and push past him he badly mishit his pass um, but there, there's no one there's no there's no obvious one-on-one creative threat Right. I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like if you go back to the football analogy, like we're not, we're not exactly scheming anybody open. I mean, there's nobody no. that's going to pop open via the, the scheme we're playing. And if you get singled up, there's nobody that's going to beat single coverage. Whereas with our full team, if you can just get it out to Christian or get it out to Geo or, you know, whatever you can, they can make something happen on their own but there's not much of that going on in this team on this team. Yeah. So I, I, so I, I actually do want to, there, there was a lot of positives in this game and, and a few negatives, but um, I thought Busio's defense went from like a pretty big question mark to like, Oh, he is, he's really good at winning balls back. And I don't yeah. know when that happened. You know, when basketball players get called soft, they suddenly like turn into like thugs. <laughs> like I feel like somebody called Busio soft. <laughs> Like S A W F T, yes, soft. <laughs> soft, and like yeah, like he just like I like I did I didn't know that 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 soccer player could just like turn on the defense like that, but I thought that he was he was phenomenal. Um, I thought uh, in terms of other, I thought Acosta's defense was really good. I thought that his ball handling was pretty poor. Right, he was um, kind of Jekyll and Hyde. He was really good at kind of putting the cap on the counter just kind of getting in front of it and breaking things up but uh yeah he was under hitting passes and i don't know he was not great just you yeah this trip he was badly under hitting them too like missing by like five yards yeah like there was just like nothing on it um yeah which uh, as opposed to the shots he took on goal which were just rockets off the oh man if that one had gone in the oh, first yeah. one, the first one from outside the box. Yeah, he got all that one. Yeah, oh yeah, blasted that one. Did you did you see Andre Blake was like smiling at him like yeah <laughs> yeah you got me <laughs> yeah like he didn't even wait for it to he like he waited just long enough to knew it, know it cleared the crossbar and then he immediately turned around and was like ah yeah <laughs> I had it um also so so you know I I want to I want to give Matthew Happy all the credit like he'll get the player of the game on Fot Mob because that app is increasingly trash um but i actually think that that miles robinson is is not only the best player on this team um i think that there's like now an argument to be made that maybe the senior team should go three back and he should be there 
he's so good defensively. Like I don't I don't think there's another guy in the in the pool who plays defense like him. He he has a lot of the range that everyone credits Aaron Long for being that piece of a back line. Jamaica's, I mean, if you look at possession and completed passes, I mean, they weren't trying to to break the U.S. down ever. It was when the U.S. really out of frustration from their own inability to create anything going forward, would turn the ball over. It, it was blasted, pinging up the field and, and hope to just get into one-on-one situations. And he didn't really get one wrong the entire game. And he was, he was tested. And, and he, he also had that, that one where he came across the field. I don't, I don't remember when it was. Um, but I believe I texted to the group Miles Robinson for president. Yeah, that yeah. was in the last like fifteen minutes. Yeah, something like that. Um, um, to steal, uh, to steal, like we, the Olympics have been on, and we just watched like beach volleyball today. You know how like when they want to attack a certain person, they serve that person. So like yeah. that person has to like receive, and then their guy sets. Then he has to try to put the point away or whatever. That kind of felt that's like that's what Jamaica was doing with James Sands. Like they were targeting him with like the long balls. And though the chance that you were just talking about that Robinson cleaned up was Sands losing a long ball and it kind of getting flicked over. So yep. he was having a little bit of trouble dealing with that. And Robinson was doing a great job of picking him up on it. And and just to, because this is a, uh, a, a podcast on this specific point, um, when you have two cornerbacks in, in football, American football, and one of them is, is, is a shutdown cornerback, then you go with the other guy. And I, I don't think that they were testing Miles Robinson over the top. They were yeah, just no. like, it's not going to happen. So uh, we're not going to do it. And, and I think that that's so useful. And like, look, like John Brooks has one specific defect and he's, it's, it's that he can't really play one-on-one defense. Well, Miles Robinson is really good at that. <laughs> right. He certainly appears to be. Yeah, he, he'd be an interesting pairing. Uh, has has there been any smoke with him getting a move? You Atlanta. would think so, but I haven't heard anything. No. Atlanta, I think I think Atlanta are such a dumpster fire of an organization right now that like even e- e- like people in 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 Europe are like, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> like, call well, me when you have an adult in charge. He's, he's had trouble staying healthy too. Yeah, so. he he is. He's also I just he's 24. He's a little bit older than I thought he was. For some reason, I thought he was maybe 22. He still has his prime is still probably four or five years off as a center back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's yeah. He, he and I th- I think he's a young 24, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I think he's no, no, no. But like, I think he's like a college kid, not like an yeah. academy kid. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, Like, like, uh, just, yeah, just he, deal, uh, he went to Syracuse. Yeah. He was drafted in 2017, right? So if he if he was playing since he was if he was if he had gone pro at 18, like like many of his compatriots, he'd be 21. So fine, right? And the United States is not France. We don't we don't have like the unicorn style center back, the guy that's like an amazing dribbler distributor and a shutdown defender. So we're yeah. gonna have to like cobble together a back line and somehow get those qualities in two or three different players. I, I think and, that Robinson and probably Hoppy are the two players so far from the Gold Cup that have had such standout performances, either consistently across games or in specific moments, that I think have really increased their value. Whereas prior to this, I wasn't necessarily sold that either of them really needed to be included in that pool. I would throw Sands in there too. Sands, yeah, Sands I, has done a good job with distribution. I'm still not sure how 
it worked tonight because Miles Robinson had an exceptional game. I do worry about him being back there with only two center backs when you have your fullbacks pinned forward. Right. Yeah, he may I, be he may be like a right footed Tim Ream. If you can get him singled up, that might be a problem. <laughs> so so I think the, the thing with Sands is that Sands is, is and I, I think I said this before, but I think that him as the backup to Tyler Adams works because he should only be playing in a back three. So like if you have him in a back three, then fine, he's like the quote backup six. Um, where you just drop him deeper and, and in possession he can step up. But um I I I, I think I said on the last podcast or two podcast, whatever, that I don't think that we've ever seen him in a two-back setup, and I think we see why. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he look, he, 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 he did a fine job. There was no goals, but, like, you could tell, like, there were a couple of shady moments. Well, in this game, everybody – like, I don't know. I, I'm going to obviously rewatch it here tonight or tomorrow, but, like, everybody had turnovers tonight. Like, Robinson turned it over, Sands, Legit, Acosta had a bunch – so I don't yeah. know. Maybe there's some kind of reason behind that, but everybody well, they were, was turning they were it talking over. about they were talking about Jerry World as being like a super like like a hard field. So just ball was just oh like no, they laid down higher. they laid down grass over it, right? I mean, I think they said that they did, but it's still it's still the, the concrete under there. Well, yeah, yeah but when they said. when they lay down grass, there's seams and bumps, and it doesn't yeah. it doesn't play right. Right. That's yeah. That's what they said. They lay down grass over the top of it. So yeah, yeah. so so that, like it was it's a weird field. It happens, whatever. Um, you know, both teams are playing on the same field. Great, whatever. Uh, so I, but Jamaica you know, wasn't really trying to play on that field. No, like it, was there a time that they really re- recycled possession and tried to to systematically work the ball forward through combination and movement? If anything, I feel like just just by bombing it deep, you're almost hoping for a weird bounce off the turf to to unexpectedly put a defender out of position. That was my biggest worry. This whole game was there was just going to be this this weird screw-up at the back. And for a team that never really tried to do anything other than press high and and kick it deep, um, right. they were going to pop one on us. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was their strategy. They were going to try to cause a turnover and score quick. They weren't worried about keeping the ball. Yeah. Yep. There, there were a few – I mean – it's no one's fault but the United States that it's, you know, in the 70, 75th minute and it's still zero zero into the 80th minute. Um, and, and those types of one-off flukes can kill you. Um, we had a couple of really hard hits on frame by, by Hoppy. Um, she got to find yeah. a goal earlier. Well, I, I, like I think, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's, it's a tough thing, but like, you got to remember Andre Blake is really good. You know, like for, for, yeah. I, I, I think that he's consistently rated second or third, you know, top three, top four goalies in, in MLS. Well, and Turner um, had a good game. He had one yeah. really nice save yeah. that stretching one hander in the first half. Oh yeah. Yep. Like, like coming from the, the right side. Yeah. Or coming from the left curling, right. Yes. Yep. He's very low drama. He, he's kind of, he's been as billed as well. Very low drama so far. He he makes the stops he needs to make. He his his only problem is that is that once or twice a game he reminds you that he has that reputation as a really really shitty distributor yes. for a reason. Yes. <laughs> no, he is he is not Zach Steffen back there. No. For for some of the things that Zach Steffen doesn't do particularly well, um, yeah, you understand that it, his feet are what's keeping him in New England. If he could distribute the ball better, I think that he would have moved on already. Yeah, no question. Um, 
So, so I, I, you know, after, after fun games and good games, like it's, it's, it, you got to go through the people who didn't do stuff well. And I guess we'll do that in a second, but I do want to say like, look, it's good. We won. Um, Leon Bailey wasn't playing. Um, and, and that's like a pretty big caveat on the whole thing. Um, so, you know, like the reason why I was concerned at the outset was because he was the best, most talented player in the tournament. Apparently he hadn't practiced all week. Like he, he, he re-injured that toe, um, that kept him out at the end of the season. So we hope now that we already played them, we hope that he recovers immediately and, uh, and is ready for, for the Bundesliga season. Well, Um, yeah. and, And another like kind of big picture thing to remember is, like Greg always jokes that we're trying to beat CONCACAF on hard and we kind of are in a different way because like, if you look at our roster, like I, I just sat down the other day to look at like what, all right. So what string player are we playing with? Like if you just looked at a depth chart and like our forward, like attacking mid winger people are like sixth or seventh string. We're down to like our fifth and sixth string center backs. And like, there's, there's no, I mean, maybe legit, is like the only maybe starter from our first team and probably not. So I like if if we make the final, like we've done a great job. Yeah. I very much hope that that's not the case. And it's, it seems like Moose is getting a little bit of run in the he's midfield. Hurt. Is he hurt now? Yeah. yeah he's in a plane. He's, a, they, he's in a, he's in a walking boot. Nobody really knows what happened, but yeah, they haven't put out how long yet. I thought that his first, friendly in preseason he was playing more centrally that's unfortunate i think think you're correct yeah yeah and then his second one he he left like pretty early on and and nobody really knows what's going on there um (laughs) slash i don't speak spanish so i haven't been reading the reports (laughs) if i guess i'll say this is if the choice is between playing legit as our third midfielder or playing a back three with a pick of Miles Robinson or Aaron Long or something like that. I'm leaning further towards. We sh- we should probably mention Chris Richards. Well, well Chris, Chris Richards is my assumed second center back. <laughs> okay, right, he's that's... he's firmly yeah, number everybody two. Everybody got that except Asa. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm only the host. Right. Well, we're you know you're looking at who's your third guy going to be if it's oh, going to be oh. Robinson or Long <laughs> or or something like that, McKenzie. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, uh, the, you, you're you're absolutely right, Ben. The the winger depth, striker depth. I have no idea. I, what is our striker depth chart? Let's be honest with ourselves. Because P Funk Railroad. Because uh, Sergeant was playing right wing today in the right? second Bundesliga. At which point, like maybe it's time to pump the brakes there. He yeah. Sheesh. So yeah. and DK, who the hype train was absolutely rip roaring down the tracks. Yes, he went out there and and beat the pulp out of Martinique. But, you know, I could probably knock a ball down against Martinique. Um, <laughs> he was borderline invisible. And the his inability to, to, to hold up play is really like, becoming apparent. Yeah, that yeah. was very right. stark today. And, and like that, he had that one-on-one and the whole stadium knew he was going to try to get free for his right leg. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like right. he didn't have he didn't have he doesn't have a you know, to, to to use like the again another analogy, um like he's a pass rusher who only can bull rush and that's useful off the bench, but if you're doing that for sixty sixty five minutes a game like the defenders know how to play you you need a counter you need to be able and and for him maybe that's like you know a stutter step to his left before going back to his right maybe it's it's simply playing further drifting further left so he has more room on his right but right now everybody's overplaying him to to his right and they know that he's not going to go left right um, there's only so many arjun robbins that can just somehow make the one leg work for 15 years uh right. you know who, who 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 needs to figure out that he has a foot other than his dominant foot um sam vines like uh, can he pass with his right foot do we have evidence of that <laughs> not yeah. sure I'm thinking I, back i don't know i i don't i think i thought that he was okay I think that he did his job. I think that the, maybe this is just me giving him more credit than is deserved, but I felt like Jamaica's wings and, and, and players going forward were threatening, especially before the game. And I thought he did a fine job holding up to that and, and not making – There was it against – who do we open group play against? Haiti. 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 There was that one play – he got caught way up the field – and they had a they were they were flying down our throats like he didn't really ever it didn't seem like it was like oh attack up you know our left side um, I thought he was fine defensively I just yeah. I just don't think that he's aware that he has a right foot well I just looked it up on FB ref you know how they like give you a percentage how left footed the person is or right footed or whatever yeah he is at ninety one percent left. <laughs> Okay. There you go. <laughs> okay. That's all I have to say about that. That's um, fairly dominant. That's all I have to say about that. Um, What's the standard deviation? No. Um, <laughs> I did notice today, you know, Ben, you were talking last time, I think, about uh, carries, about how, like, guys will have the ball and will still make a pass even if they have 20 yards of free space in front of them. And I noticed that a lot today where, like, guys – had a ton of open space and we're just deciding to pass it immediately or do something with the ball immediately. And it's like, you guys, you guys can move forward. Like you don't have to do something right now. You can move forward and reassess the situation. If right. I give I, you 10 yards, take 10 yards. I remember uh, miles Robinson dribbling into the attacking half in the yeah. first half. And that's the only one I can pull out of memory right now. Maybe there were others, but that's the only thing I can think of right now. I think he was, I, I can think of twice that James Sands had about 30 yards in front of him and he looked at it and he just like sprayed it wide to Shaq Moore or, yeah. or, um, I guess rolled on because I don't think that Paul Areola played today. <laughs> I, I noticed in, I, I don't know if maybe this is just a weird lens I'm watching the game through. So obviously you can get down on a player for playing negative passes. If you're just, you know, constantly turning and kicking it back to a center back. What it seems like this team, generally speaking, when there are moments of transition, it, it you know we'll turn, we'll recover the ball, say centrally in front of our our eighteen, and it's that like that flat pass to spray it out into space to someone running onto it. It is consistently like two to three strides behind where it needs to be. Yeah, there's, there's, and it slows yeah. everything yeah. Legit, Legit did that to Vines three different times. Over and over and over again. And yes, like you're technically connecting play and possessing the ball, but we're obviously not breaking. We, we didn't spend this entire game, you know, breaking Jamaica down in their low block and just getting shot after shot and clear chance after clear chance. We get a certain point, you just got to go. 
And there's well, and maybe, so many wide flat balls that go nowhere. I don't understand. Maybe I'm being un- maybe I'm being unfair here too. But every time we started a break, especially like it got to the point in the second half where I'm like, "Don't give it to Lejet, please don't give it to Lejet." Yeah, because I know if he gets it, he's gonna like pause for a second, hold up, and then pass it wide or pass it back, and everything's gonna slow down. And and so you know, obviously, like like there's like you know everybody has their biases, whatever. Um, and and maybe like. Twitter is the way it is, but like someone pointed out, like that game was made for Eric Williamson, and the fact that that Legette played played ninety, you're just like, why? Like, what what was he giving you that that Williamson wasn't? What did Legit, what did Williamson do against Martinique that like got him banished? He hasn't seen a minute since then, has he? I, did he, I, he? He might have said that Greg Berhalter's mom was not a very nice lady. I don't I don't know what he could have done. He didn't pull a Jonathan Lewis here. Yeah. Legette yep. almost seems to have a certain quality. When you're trying to kill a game, he's actually a nice connecting player who who will yes. play it slow. He doesn't seem like he, he's not catastrophe prone, like how Acosta maybe sometimes where there'll just be this really weird hiccup. But to to have him attacking against a team that we're clearly not making headway against uh, for 90 minutes just didn't make sense to me. He's yeah, a player he that seems to be he he plays to the level of his peers pretty well yes. and when the attacking when we're we're i don't know six or seven players down our winger depth chart and we don't have a striker still um and he's being looked at as a guy who's going to help you know spearhead the attack it, it it just doesn't work when you put him in a midfield with with Adams and McKenney he can actually look much more competent because he's also going to be co- connecting with Pulisic and, and Randy right. going forward, and 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 those those passes to Dest, like he can just like put them wherever because Dest will go get it. Um, and if whereas... and if Dest collects the ball flat or like in stride, it doesn't matter because his his next two or three dribbles are going to be positive because he wants to get as close as he can to the opposing team so that he can absolutely roast them on the outside. <laughs> and that's that's not what you're getting with with most of this roster, unfortunately. No. <laughs> And not to not to uh, disparage Mr. Matthew Hoppy, but do you guys remember there was like maybe in the second half where all of a sudden like it, it, something went wrong with his like wiring? He just like blasted a couple passes that were like nowhere yeah. near yes. anything. That that like, one where he tried on, to man? he tried to like switch it to more, I guess. And you're mm-hmm. like, what the fuck was that, dude? He was, was like another one like ten seconds before that. Yes, <laughs> he was he was feeling it. He was there was a no look like through ball that he hit that was deep that he as he's kicking it he was like looking back at turner he clearly was feeling it and he's he is aggression and he wants to go at people and i love it so it's 70 percent productive and then sometimes yes <laughs> you, you can only dribble well, so many guys but the, he tries the thing is, yeah who, who yes. else, no one else there it, clint dempsey would be doing the exact same thing as hoppy right now frustrated in minute 65 with nothing happening yeah but like the thing is is that like you know just to to use an example in in the fourth sport that we've mentioned or fifth sport that we mentioned like sometimes trey young goes one for 14 (laughs) when when you shoot deep like sometimes you go one for 14 but like at least you're doing shit and uh it like it feels like matthew hoppy has that element where he's like he took that that kobe advice like if you go over seven you're a coward like he, he took that like to the nth degree where it's like yes i will 
I, I must I must go balls to the wall at all times. I, I really it, it's almost like he knows what it's like being the only person on a team how to do that. Yes. Uh, I wonder <laughs> where he that up. <laughs> like there's like that's that's yeah. true. Like that's actually a good point. There's like a certain desperation to him where it's like 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 in the back of his head where he's like if I don't do this, nobody is going to do this. That's 100% <laughs> what it is. And I also liked how they were pointing out that he had six goals in Bundesliga. Weren't all six of those in the first week? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, think, I think like five of them were in nine days. And then there was another one like after. You know what? You guys know that scene in The Waterboy where like the coach calls the team over and says, you guys got this. And then he pulls Bobby back and says, you got to do this because there's nobody out there that can do anything. Uh, yeah. That, that I'm going to need Burhalter's conversation with Hoppy about that. I, I wish very badly that there was a way that we could put a lineup on the field that has Hoppy at the nine. Uh, in this, yeah, in this tournament, no. But um, I, I think maybe like there might be a, a place for a nine in the senior team going forward, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> Maybe the worst thing I can say about Daryl DK in this game is Jesse's artist was so much better than him. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and, and like, we, we obviously don't want to talk about it cause we love Daryl DK, but um, it was stark. Yeah. Like he came out and it's like, Whoa, he's such a good striker. Wait, that's I, I want DK to <laughs> succeed so badly. And, it just has not worked. No, it has not. Well, I I think the thing is, is that it's like, for some reason, um, like like it's like 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 there's like the weak link theory of sports where it's like either you're able to do something that you're best at and that's what you can focus on, or you have to make sure that your worst thing is not that bad. And it feels like his worst thing, which is hold up play, which is touch, which is technical. Is just being like constantly pushed to the fore in the in the national team setup, and maybe that's because Berhalter wants his his nines to drop deep and connect and do all the things that Josh Sargent theoretically does, but he can't do those things. Well, I think. I that, mean, if I go ahead, no, 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 please go. I was going to say, if I told you that in six months Ricardo Pepe was our starting striker, would any of you be shocked? No, only only by saying six months, <laughs> right. Like that's where our striker pool is at right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll say this. I think Matthew Hoppy, based on his absolute and utter willingness to drop deep and do shit and blast ball on frame, like I, it, is there a reason we shouldn't call him up for those first World Cup qualifying games? Like, I, I think that he's absolutely played himself in, and and I can, if if you, there's, I'm very very. I, I'm, I have very strong feelings about our starting 11, very strong feelings about what our starting 11 should be. And a deviation from what I think is best is a wrong decision. <laughs> and, <laughs> but if you told me that Hoppy was starting a, a, as our striker for our first World Cup qualifier, I, I at this point, how could you not be fine with it? Who, right. who, who else are you going to, what hill are you going to die on for anyone else who's going to play in that nine? He's shown as much in this gold cup as anyone else has in the pool for the last two years. Right. I will die on the hill of Josie Altidore. Well, I mean, true. I mean, I'm being serious. Like who, who else? I, if you're going to get on a podcast and be very opinionated about this is who our nine has to be like, you're, you're, you're being disingenuous. Like the right. answer I mean, is, is that P had that one really good goal against Honduras in the nation's league. 
Um, beyond that, I mean, can we can we think of like notable goals by a striker? I mean, Pepe scored a hat trick last night. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. No, like I feel bad because Hoppy has no chance at being a winger. And then there's like, there's seriously like eight strikers that it could be any of them. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that like, if, if we go down the list and we're like, okay, like, uh, sergeants are starting striker. Okay. P folk. Okay. Uh, DK. Okay. Uh, Zardes. Sure. Hoppy. Great. Nico. Why not? And, and like any of them could really do the role, which is nobody seized it. Um, Right, but I, I guess we should probably uh, talk about the team who who we're going to be facing, and we'll we'll talk more about that next time once we get through the the rewatches and the and the and the scores from Ben. But um, does anybody have any strong opinions about the nation of Qatar? How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out, completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like... You got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any, any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy you're just not that good at it it's all right and we when we say you we mean the royal you listener not just you asa uh or you greg right uh and not just you greg you greg but you greg greg burrow who who i assume listens does do we have confirmation that greg burrow listens to the podcast we have confirmation that a greg listens to the podcast why do we need the second one i mean you certainly don't need an extra g no, that's just, right. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they, they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic? It, it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Our what more do you need than those three? Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, so here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos... Could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're, we're, we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. 
Your ideas intrigue me, and I would like to subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, So it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So, do you want to do you want to do the call to action, or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So, dear for listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. Of- How you doing, coach? I'm doing well. It's a beautiful Friday. When we're recording. We are recording this on a Friday. So if we sound happy or specifically not happy enough based on what happened Sunday night against Jamaica, it's because we're doing. Yeah, because this always works out well for us. Every single freaking time. So given given today's uh, given today's subject matter, um, I assume that the NIL rules are going to be completely rolled back by Monday morning. Yep. There's no doubt in my mind. Okay, great. Okay. Um, so the, uh, for, for those of you who don't know, um, which means that you don't care about college football. So for our soccer fans, um, it was illegal to pay college football players or college, anything players, um, any amount of money to advertise stuff for reasons that are archaic and weird and specifically American. Um, but as of about three weeks ago, uh, the NCAA was just like, oh, never mind. But they didn't make any rules about it. Um, so it's just sort of the Wild West. But what that does mean is that there was about 150 years of college football where players uh, couldn't be paid for their services. Now, <laughs> LOL, they were. Just letting you know. But now they can do it out in the open. So we wanted to go through, back through Michigan State uh, history and think about the, the NIL deals that we lost out on as fans of, of Michigan State, because there's nothing better than local recordings of advertisements. Do you agree? Absolutely nothing better. No. Uh, watching athletes try and act in local commercials is really what we were put on this earth to do. And, and, and the crazy thing is, is that like we lost out on, on some potential because Bubba Smith ended up having like a pretty successful acting career. And imagine if he had gotten started earlier. Yep. So, so we wanted to start with the first one and the most obvious one, which I think has not only implications for the player at issue, but also, right? And that is Tony Mandrich. Tony Mandrich, for those of you who don't know, was uh, an offensive lineman on like the 1987 uh, Michigan State football team. He is considered one of the biggest busts in NFL history. And he was on all of the steroids. Yep. Every one of the steroids. So He was drafted number two overall, right? Yeah. 
Uh, Michigan State does not have a lot of luck with players drafted at number two. Um, sure don't. We'll get there. So, uh, so Tony Mandrich, what do you think that he would be he would be hawking, and and for how much uh, in today's dollars? Are we speaking just uh, locally, or if we're doing because if we're doing just locally, it's like any one of the supplement stores you can find in East Lansing. I'm sure GNC would have no problem hiring a local athlete to uh, come in and do a spot here or there. No, but but remember, Tony Mandrich was known nationally. Like He was on Sports Illustrated. Uh, there was no ESPN the magazine back then, but I assume he would have been there. So like, I think that like, does, does the, the bodybuilding whey protein trend happen 20 years earlier? Yeah, I, I, obviously. I mean, if you're, if you're, uh, if you've got a face to put on it, cause I, uh, I mean the weightlifting thing, uh, and this is insane that <laughs> in the late eighties, early nineties, working out was a competitive advantage. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what's his face? Todd Marinovich's dad, Marvin or Melvin or whatever it is, uh, is credited with starting like the trend, I think in the 70s when he was the uh, head of sports, whatever bullshit uh, for the Oakland Raiders. And I think that if you have a national face that you can put on it, that's like an 18 year old or a 22 year old or something like that, where you can see like, ah, yes, people other than freak athletes on the Oakland Raiders uh, can achieve these kind of results. I think you get a, a little bit of a jump start there. And so then we're talking about like, okay, so kids in the in the eighties and nineties in high school are now taking supplements that are not, you know, steroids, even though that's what uh, our friend was on. Um, you know, you you have a situation in which like maybe maybe we don't start getting those like Alabama freaks of nature that like look like you know, like the 14 year olds who look like, um, they're 40. Yeah. Uh, like maybe that happens earlier and maybe, you know, what changes, you know, like, I think, I think a lot of things could have, could have gone a lot of different ways. Uh, definitely the Saban era at Michigan state would have been a little bit different. Well, yeah, but also in fairness to the 40 year old, 14 year olds on, uh, Alabama, that did happen a little bit earlier. That's just called the mid nineties, uh, Cornhuskers. Yeah, that's fair. But that, that was also a lot of steroids. Yep, that was – I was getting there. <laughs> that was also not natural. Right. Um, so, okay, so let's talk a little bit about uh, quarterbacks. So quarterbacks of yore. Um, what, what do you think uh, Kirk Cousins is, is hawking if he, if he is able to? Uh, the pet rock. <laughs> See, I actually think – I, I got to tell you, I think that that Kirk Cousins' home Bible happens in in that scenario. It absolutely does, but I'm just saying the pet rock because a that fits his personality, and b he has that stupid uh, like cylinder of rocks that he keeps on his front porch that he takes one out every month just to remind him of his own mortality. Right, <laughs> right. Which is like a one of those things where it's like if you if you read it in a book, you'd be like, that's a little on the nose, J.K. Rowling. But if, if, if when it happens in real life, you're like, there are people like this. Okay. Yes, there's absolutely people like that. Um, so, so Kirk, we think would, would be uh, able to be a Bible salesman as well as um, the pet rock. Uh, I think, I think uh, we don't really want to talk about what Jeff Smoker is, is selling. I think that if he were playing today, it would probably be <laughs> these things. 
Um, but like, although actually back in the 80s, he would have been able to sell like Marlboro. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know when they stopped allowing like human representations to sell cigarettes, but he would have been <laughs> the poster boy for that for up until it was illegal. Uh, yeah, so we, we missed out on that era. But like, um, also, like, I, I like to think that like Jeff Smoker would have been like, a really good grill salesman, like like imagine, I was like, just about to say, like the big green egg or something. He, yeah, he easily like, tie that into a, a grill thing. It's like Jeff Smoker here, and when I'm not smoking the competition, I'm smoking meat. And then when I'm not smoking meat, I'm I'm smoking whatever Gross. else I'm smoking. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. Um. So so I think that among the quarterbacks, that that would be the the funniest group. Like I, I I'm trying to think like back to. Like, cause I think Drew Stanton just would have been like, whatever restaurant you want in Farmington Hills, Drew Stanton will, will, will be there for you. Like the yeah, honey tree. Drew Stanton would have uh, been all over the local restaurant scene and the local car dealership scene. Yeah. Yeah. And those but, would have been awful. Like I cannot oh, so bad. how bad that would have been. <laughs> I like, I, I think that like the, uh, you know, what, what I wonder is, is could any of these Michigan state players be, uh, you know, hi, I'm whoever, and I'm here to talk to you about the Romani Eye Center. <laughs> uh, I'm sure somebody did, although, like, I, somebody has to have gotten LASIK at some point, but that might have been more like something after they graduated. Uh, I don't think a lot of 18 to 22 year olds get LASIK, but I could <laughs> be wrong with that. I don't know. Uh, it's it's unclear. So now I want to talk about one of one of my favorite uh, examples. What is what is Kirk Gibson selling? <laughs> uh, like, think of any blue collar bullshit you can think of, uh, and like, Kirk Gibson is hawking it. I like I, I just like imagine like like for some reason you like uh, you know you're you're watching one of the three channels in 1970 whatever. And and like suddenly like it crackles on and it's Kirk Gibson in front of like a uh, like a, a a scrapyard for some reason and I'm not. I sure was if... gonna say a quarry. He's just <laughs> he's just representing the local quarry. It's just like you like rocks. I like rocks. Come get your rocks. <laughs> or like or like uh, hi, I'm Kirk Gibson and I'm here for local two forty two. The union <laughs> is very important. <laughs> So <laughs> just supporting the teamsters, then like somebody comes and whispers in his ear and it's like, ah, I've been told it's no longer prudent to support the teamsters. Uh, I am told that it is. We do not. Uh, I no longer support the teamsters. I support um, the uh, longshoremen uh, of Brooklyn, New York specifically and Staten Island as well, but not Queens. What what are we doing? Jimmy <laughs> Um, so the only, the only other player who I think would be like, would have been super funny is, um, is I think that like, you could have had, uh, Percy Snow. So Percy Snow was, was a linebacker back in the eighties again. And I, I just love the idea of Percy Snow, snow removal company. Yeah, like the Mr. Plow. Yeah, like call call Percy Snow. That's my name. That name again is Percy Snow. Um I I think that that would be phenomenal. Um but we also like to be clear, we also missed out on on some national deals that would have been great. 
you know? You're missing a, you're missing a lot of funny ones. Uh, just for starters, Plaxico Burris and a trigger safety course, or I mean, just safeties in general. Uh, yes. Oh, oh wait, no, no, no. Plaxico Burris and A, the local club scene, so Rick's. But B, and more importantly, sweatpants. Oh, my God. Imagine, like, them hawking. They're, like, the most popular athlete in school every year gets, gets to be the one that represents Rick's. That would be, see, that's something that, like, obviously, like, a lot of this is, is very new. So people are, like, a little bit cagey about working with, like, bars or restaurants or whatever that, like, don't do it. But there is no reason that there shouldn't be an auto sponsorship from best player on the team, uh, the number one, and Rick's. Like this yes. year, Jaden Jaden Reed should be should be. Hi, I'm Jaden Reed, and you need to go to Rick's. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yet, but um, uh, I, other... I won't be there, but someone will. <laughs> While he, I, I won't be there as he aggressively winks over and over again. <laughs> like I won't be there, but uh, takes 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 out his wallet, looks at a obviously fake ID. Michael McWilliams will. <laughs> <laughs> McLovin. There is no first name. Just it's it's just McLovin, a Hawaiian uh, organ donor. Uh, keeping in the theme of wide receivers, I think Andre Rison would be perfect for fire extinguishers. Yep, like like uh, <laughs> up there. Hi, I'm Andre Rison, and I'm here to talk to you about fire safety and why it's important to have a working fire extinguisher in your house. Now, friends, you might remember that one time my house got burned down by a a member of TLC, I think. Yeah. Left Eye Lopez. Was she in TLC or the other one? TLC. Right. Kelly Rowland is not Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Nope. Not even close. Not the same person. Okay. Um, I mean, I I guess, are, are you a TLC guy or a Destiny's Child guy? If forced to choose, Destiny's Child. Interesting. So, so you're gonna you're gonna put you're gonna put uh, bills over over waterfalls. Uh, you, you can't go against Beyonce, man. That's just a like oh. I, as as good as I think TLC is. Uh, you can't go against Beyonce unless you're taking like a true titan of the industry. Like, if you want to go with the Supremes over Destiny's Child. I get that. That's a that's a smart pick. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but I'm not taking TLC. Come on. Well, see, the the, the question is, is that like clearly Beyonce is 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 the elite performer here, and we are not going against Beyonce. We would never do that. Yeah, um, don't add us, Bayhive. We 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 support Beyonce, and um, we are not blinking twice because we're worried. Um, but but I'm saying like 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 you got to go top to bottom. You know, like look. InSync has Justin Timberlake, but you can't say InSync is better than Backstreet Boys. Justin Timberlake isn't even the best singer in that group. I mean, that's not really the point now, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I can name two members of Destiny's Child. I can only name one of TLC, and we just went over it. And the only reason I know her name is because she burned down Andre Rison's house. So, like, uh, I still think I'm with Destiny's Child here. Uh. Okay, so that's fine. That's fine. But uh, I mean, TLC I think has the be- as a better a single better single song than any song Destiny's Child put out. Yeah. Uh, are are you aware that TLC had a record called Crazy Sexy Cool? 
I am not. Uh, did I you can't before after the house burned down. That would be, uh, you know what? We need to look into this. It was released in 1994. Uh, and let's see, Googling it on the air. Uh, it came out literally, literally the same year. Amazing. <laughs> okay, hold on. Now we need to look this up. Uh, it the, the the house was burned down on June 9th, nineteen ninety four. The record was released in September of nineteen ninety four. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so they had time to change that and just decided not to. It was. Burned down a house, and then later that summer. That's amazing. That good for them. Good for them. I, I, TLC has has gone up in my list here. Yeah. Um, and also because I don't want the ghost of Lisa Let's Die Lopez, who did pass away, to burn down my house. Uh yeah no, ghosts can be crazy too. Do do we do we have an official podcast position about whether or not ghosts can burn down house? I think they can. Okay, so we're so we're going with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so, what were we talking? Oh, right, nil and and uh, of your. Yeah. What about uh, Morton Anderson? Ooh, Morton Anderson would have been awesome for IKEA. <laughs> I feel like that's not okay. Uh, dude's from Sweden. What do you want? He's not. Wait, Morton Anderson's not from Sweden? No, you're close. Whatever, they're all Vikings, dude. It's the same thing. It's Denmark. <laughs> uh, okay, so so I, I watched a show about this. It was a, it was a, a documentary. It was on History Channel. Um, it was called Vikings. Uh, it was not a documentary. It's, no, it's actually... it's uh, historical fiction, I believe, is the word you're looking for. Yeah. Um, and there was there was a, a lot of over. It was very unclear about whether people were from uh, Denmark or Sweden, just to be, you know, like the, it, was, it was very unclear. Yeah, I think at that point in time, uh, it was kind of unclear about which area was which. I think in 1960, when Morton Henderson was bored or born, there was a little bit more, uh, you know, clarity around that. Uh, I'm just saying the concept of the nation state is uh arbitrary wait dude dude went to high school in indiana <laughs> yeah uh and he was he almost made the danish with the equivalent of like the u23 national soccer team too uh, whenever he, in the 70s uh i'm pretty sure denmark was good then they've been on and off so i don't really remember i don't know like that far back to be honest with you uh so come come for the NIL stuff. Stay for the discussion of uh, late seventies, early eighties Danish soccer, football, football. Um, yeah. So okay. So not IKEA. Never mind. Uh, no. I don't know what what's what's from Denmark. Um, Hamlet. <laughs> yes, he sponsors the local Shakespeare theater. Wait, that would be the funniest one though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the answer, the answer is uh, shoes of some kind. Or uh, he's the one with the stupid face mask, isn't he? There's got to be something there. Uh, possibly. Single bar face mask. Yeah, he, he was doing that way later than everybody else. Yep. Um, he also yeah. only stopped kicking like 10 years ago. 
14 yeah, years ago? Yeah, he, uh, he, he played until like 2007. Yeah. Um, which is like pretty impressive. Dude played for like 80 years. And by 80, I mean 25. Well, yeah, but when you're a kicker, you can just keep going. I mean, that isn't, isn't that the, 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 like the retirement plan for Harry Kane? That is. I don't know if we've discussed that or not yet, but yeah, Harry Kane has said that his his goal uh, when he retires is to not go to like MLS, but to start kicking for an NFL team. I think it would be really funny because like the thing about kickers is that they they too are encouraged to flop, but the flopping for an NFL kicker and the flopping for a Premier League striker are pretty different. Yes. Um. Um. In one of them, you actually have to get touched. In the other one, you can just fall over. I'm not going to clarify which is which. I'll let you decide yourself, listener. Um, but regardless, like in, in, in football, like you stay down, you pretend you're dead, you look around, you make sure, you, you see if the ref is going to give it to you, and then you just get up and jog around. I think if you pulled that in an NFL game, you'd get punched in the face. Hello? Yeah. Wait, did I cut out? It appears that we have lost our co-host for some reason because of that famously good Charlotte wi-fi um and so uh with that we're going to uh to move forward uh it appears actually i, I just got a text message from our our co-host uh he lost power so for those of our charlotte listeners um we are recording at precisely the time when the power went out so that's that's pretty exciting uh and on that note we are going to end the show thanks so much everybody Special thank you to our guest, uh, Kevin, who you can't find on the internet because he doesn't have a Twitter, and Ben, who you can find on Twitter at BLHerald, as well as at halfspaces.com. Ben will probably have his ratings up um, no later than Wednesday, and he will be back to discuss those ratings on Thursday's episode. Um, You can find uh, Greg on Twitter at Mr. Mojo Rising 89, or you can find all of us on Twitter at TLS underscore N underscore TDS, where we're talking all of the things we talked about on this podcast and more. Um, we are not on Instagram. We're working on it. We'll have that up and running shortly. Um, special thank you to our sponsors, the Anchor app, as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group, and a special thank you to you, the listener. Uh, for all of your likes and subscribes and your shares and all that other fun stuff. Um, please uh, do like, subscribe, share uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get us into your uh, ear canal thingies. Um, we really appreciate it. And thank you for sticking with us, and we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.